You. 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 <laughs> check, 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 check. I've got it I've on a. Uh, not on a, a scent, but on a dry wet, so it sounds a bit shitty, but anyway. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, I guess. <laughs> this is really funny. <laughs> yeah, so good evening, Aura Federico, joining us from New York City. Hello. Hey, how are you, man? All good. Thanks for having me. Good, good, good. And uh, Andreas is joining us from Stockholm, so it's yeah. good evening for you. It is. <laughs> and Nadia is joining us from Sydney, so it's good morning to you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Good morning. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nadia looking nice and purple. Is this your studio, Nadia, at the moment? Looks very twitchy. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to, to get in the, in the mood. <laughs> but um, yeah, no. Um, like normally, it is just dark, probably. And I only have my gear on and no lights. But uh, yeah, sometimes I like that. Well. Some color looking and sounding great uh, and andreas we uh, we just had a in the pre-chat some some uh, problems yeah unfortunately you're not you're joining us from the spaceship because <laughs> no. uh, there was lots of going on in the background it looked really good so uh, and you you just uh, went home quickly to uh, to be able to join us without without any audio issues uh, yeah, like um, I think I've been preparing almost every day, uh, all day, and I've been, you know, I even selected different preamps. I put nice lightning and everything, lighting and everything, and I did everything except checking the connection. And, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Oh well. A taxi yeah. ride later, and here I am. So. Yeah. Well. Anyway, great to have you. Great to have you on. Yeah. And uh, uh, Federico is uh, sitting in his studio for sure. I can tell. Yeah. Nice. Uh, nice tape recorder there in the background. Thank you. Is that the A seventy seven or the B seventy seven? That's the B. That's the B seventy seven. I have right. one A seventy seven broke somewhere there, but yeah. Now I just got this one. And yeah. L look behind me. It. Over here. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah it's been a while since i've used it though uh i've used it for um you know to basically feel uh like a real kind of sort of old school audio engineer and and print things like the stereo out of the mixer straight to tape like you know in the way that you cannot make any changes anymore like it feels like really I have to get it right, you know. Some gets, gives you some kind of energy, you know. If you if you have to, um, if you have one chance, basically. Um, and other than that, I've I've used it for uh, saturation, record really low volume, slow things down, you know, stuff like that. Um, it's funny how if you slow things down digitally, uh, things get really grainy and uh, and, and lo-fi, and yeah. if you slow things down on a tape, it gets. Everything gets you know, it gets more detailed for some reason. You know, you get much more, um, yeah, detail and subtleties in the sound. It's mm. interesting. How do you how do you use yours? Uh, well, mostly right now in your fashion, meaning that you said, like uh, I go straight stereo from my mixer into that, and uh, most of the things I record and. Uh, try to leave it as is so this is the way i like to do music right now 
I'm I'm still learning how to use it properly. Uh, I thought that I would use it constantly, but it didn't happen yet. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things that you really desire. Then when you have it, it's like, I need to get the pace. Mm. Uh, but also I use it for a lot of ambient production when you slow down, as you said, then it actually sounds great. So it, it is a, it is a very interesting tool. Yeah. Uh, so it's one of those cases where you imagine all the things you can do with it. And once you have it, you're, uh, it takes too much work or something. Is it the process that, that it makes it too complicated to use it or something? Uh, I wouldn't say that it's, it's an art process. It's, it's just like, uh, sometime. I don't have yet the studio set up in a very linear way. I'm still finding out <laughs> what I like. So, and this is ever changing. So I don't know where to place it. And someday I want to use it as an effect box or as a delay, uh, tape delay, or just for uh, recording and then slowing down things. Uh, sometime I want to use it as a final recorder instead of using Ableton. So it's just changing too much. and. I don't really focus on, on where I want to place it yet. So mm. it's still new. I, I'm having it since a couple of months. The other one that I had was break, broke, and I use it just as an effect box because it really had mm. just one channel working. And so it was more for the, you know, using the tape for the artifact that tape can add to your production mm. and not for real recording or having a final product with it. Right, and and in terms of uh, effects, is it just a recording and playing back, or or are you actually actually using it, sending the signal back to itself and using it as a tape echo type device? Uh, the, this one I can use as a tape because it has the vary speed, so you can actually ah, yeah. uh, use like that. The other one was mostly record the same sequence, then slow it down, so basically it would be a an octave lower and then play on top of it. So you basically uh, use it as a background uh, pad or atmospheric thing. And it worked very nicely for a lot of production in that way. Cool. I see a lot of people uh, naming the things they use as props in the studio, like uh, stuff they have sitting around and is just doing nothing and just looking good. And uh, (laughs) I I mostly try to sell this kind of stuff because it bothers me, but something is too beautiful and you keep it. That's oh it. my gosh! I could never sell things like I'm, I'm the, the, the worst in that. <laughs> anything, anything in your studio, Nadia, that is just uh, looking good and uh, not being used? Uh, I think back home I have the the uh, the the drum station. The Novation drum station is just like sitting there, <laughs> and um, I have I have a. Like uh, another EMX, like the blue one. I don't know why, but I had to have two. And it's just sitting there as well. <laughs> I, I don't know. I have some some other things, like little effect things, and I'm just not using it. But sometimes you... That's how I work. I mostly use all the time the same things. And then suddenly I, I switch everything. And then I'm like using that. It's the same like a grilled cheese <laughs> toasty. I eat that a lot of times and then I'm done with it. <laughs> then I eat something else the whole time. It's just weird. Uh, so it's like <laughs> like you have phases basically with gear. Yeah, I do. Yeah, okay. Totally. Okay. What's your current phase now? Um, <laughs> um, that's a good one. I think I'm, I'm a bit like I have... Wait, I'm going to grab it. 
I love the concept as Sintas, uh, some Sintis pizza that will always be good so for you. You will never I get tired. I have this of little it. one, <laughs> the the model, the sculpt. Oh, and it's actually oh, nice. it's actually very light. You can it's just basically it feels really plasticky actually, <laughs> but um, it's it's really it's a really nice sound and it's I. I just work with this like for half a day and I just create two, three ambient tracks. So it's, yeah, it's pretty cool. Is it, um, did you use that on the, on the album you sent me? Yeah. Can I talk about it or, or, uh, because it's, yeah, you can, okay, I think okay. it's like, well, it's not it, will out. Announce, it will be announced today. So, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. I'm not spoiling anything. Right. Okay. No. <laughs> so yeah. So people have a look out, uh, be on the lookout for uh, Nadia's new album. It's, um, uh, it's really nice. Um, you send it to me, and uh, I, I played it only once, but I, I played the whole thing, which is, uh, and I think the best way to listen to it. You know, just play it from start to finish. Yeah. Uh, so was the the what did you just show us? Modal. The, yeah, it's the yeah. sculpt. Oh, the sculpt. Yeah, was it part yeah. of the production? Yeah, big time. So I actually was I was already finished with my album. Maybe when I arrived here in Australia. I, I already was on the, maybe I had already seven tracks or something. And then I thought like, okay, I, I just didn't like have inspiration. And then I just was like, okay, maybe I should be stuck with one synthesizer and just explore everything and just record everything one take. And then, yeah, I just got like three tracks out of it. And I was like, okay, my album is done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, went, it went pretty quick actually, but it's yeah, it's pretty sci-fi. You can make it very sci-fi with the uh, the reverb I have, the Strymon, the Big Sky. Um, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Actually, that thing makes everything sound great. <laughs> it makes everything sound expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I remember when you were uh, here. Um, that's that most of the time that was your process you know just dive in and do things in real time and uh, just play 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 yeah and until you hit like a, a nice five six seven minutes and then that's it yeah, true <laughs> yeah yeah i can be very i think that's my workflow um because i can have that hyper focus i'm just gone and then suddenly i feel like satisfied and i'm like okay i think i'm done and it can be half an hour but it can also be seven hours you know <laughs> i never know the time mm. how is that with you guys do you work the same or are you do you have like different workflows or andreas maybe okay uh, I don't know. It really depends. Um, yes, Jochen was saying before. I have a like a sort of a big studio, and um, I spend most of the time there. And I'm, mm -hmm. when I'm in the studio, uh, it's a completely different way of making music compared to uh, when I'm at home. Because I, I'm actually doing a lot of music at home as well. But at the time, I have I don't know. Uh, I have this little one. Uh, oh, yeah. and uh, the um, yeah, the 909 version as well and I have uh, yeah, the mod modular from Klavia and the machine drum and um, analog 4 mm -hmm. and analog heats and analog 
what's it called? Rhythm at home. So uh, when I make music that way, it's uh, that's more usually. than that more, that's more than some people have in their studio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. But uh, like when I go to the studio, I I tend to go there and just stay there for several several hours and just keep a loop going. And every now and then I would record something. But at home, I'm more I guess I'm more focused. It's more based around the laptop and Ableton and actually getting things done. But in the studio, I'm just hanging, hanging out and, you know, just wasting time, really. <laughs> Do you feel that? Yeah, really? I mean, I, I, when I'm in the studio and even if I'm not recording something and just, uh, you know, fooling around or making sounds or doing whatever, uh, I never feel it's wasted time, you know. Because, no, no, no. It's not. No, it's not. Yeah, it's you always learn something and you get new ideas and stuff like that. So it's it's never a waste of time. No, no, no. True. I have the same, I guess. But is your studio far away from your home or uh, mine? Yeah. No, uh, as you notice now, because... Uh, like, <laughs> 20 minutes by taxi. <laughs> 20 minutes by taxi. And he actually went on a detour as well. So I guess oh. it would be maybe 12 minutes by taxi. Oh, that's so. that's yeah. nice. But in these COVID times, I usually I prefer to walk, which is about mm. one and a half hours. But yeah, not when you're supposed to do a live cast. Yeah. You have yeah. to go back. So. <laughs> yeah, so true. Yeah, I saw the um, uh, the last video that I think you sent me the link of the the Bukla session. Is that in, is that your own setup? That Bukla the Bukla setup? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I've been I've been you know same as you, I guess. I mean, been making music for so many years, and of course, things are gonna add up. Uh, I've, I've only made music, I mean, it, it's been my, my profession my whole life, so I tend to be like, okay, uh, lack of inspiration, oh, I need this unit, uh, oh, maybe this one, and you know, but frankly, I don't use all the gear all the time, mm -hmm. not at all. No, of course, but yeah, I mean, Bukla, man, I, I, I don't have any uh, Bukla gear, and I, I keep postponing it because i think it's uh it's something that deserves your uh uninterrupted and full attention uh to really get the most out of it and to kind of make your own um yeah develop your own way of using it and yeah. i've always see it as something when as when i'm retired <laughs> and then i'll get it then i'll get a book and spend a few years just on book you know what i mean um i, I thought yeah for some reason it's intimidating to me i don't know um, I guess you know about the Electron Music Studio in Sweden, the EMS. Yeah. Uh, where you can get like an artist in residence. Uh, all, mm. all kinds of people go there, like, you know, stay there for a week. Uh, we've had like Kyokia was there kind of recently. And uh, you can apply and you can stay there for yeah, a week or whatever you feel like. And uh, since, I, I don't know, maybe 15 years or so, I, I've got uh, the keys to go there myself. And, oh, uh, wow. The first years, I would only be bringing my own stuff, like my 303s or 202s or 606s or whatever. And I would be sitting in, in the room next to this huge book club, but I would, wouldn't touch it because it's so expensive. I don't want to go that route. Uh, it's going to be, you know, uh, 
gonna be eating up the rest of my studio. So I would go there, I would be making music with my own gear, but using the speakers of the EMS studio. And then after a while, it's like, okay, maybe I shouldn't use the Bukla only as a, uh, like, you know, I, I would put my, my gear on the Bukla and use it as a shelf <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and then, I don't know, 2013 or something like that, Bukla did the uh, reissue of the easel, uh, you know, the, uh, the briefcase uh, synthesizer. And I got one of those, and that was the start for my Bukla journey. Bukla, your Bukla gateway machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden you're sitting there, oh, maybe I don't need all that Euro rack, and maybe I don't need that many MC202s, and you start to sell stuff, and all of a sudden you have a new Bukla module and another one. So, yeah, it's an ongoing process. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's got a sound of its own and it's, it's got its own way of, of um, you know, how the things work together and, and everything. And I've had one in the studio, a 200E, with, uh, oh. uh, for a week or so. And, I mean, sonically, it's, it's insane. It's really, really uh, powerful and very much in its own um, class, you know. But uh, I, I think, again, you know, something like that deserves... Uh, spending a lot of time on it and and um yeah i just don't feel like i'm ready to make book like records yet you know <laughs> <laughs> someday someday yeah someday yeah for sure for sure someday absolutely um yeah so yeah any any uh, book like stuff in your place um federico uh, no I, no. I have a dear friend that uh, was very very deep into book and he, he, he I, I could borrow a easel he had a full system, and I never really understood it. Uh, I had the easel for a while, uh, and while I deeply appreciate the sonically, it never clicked with my workflow. Even Eurorack, all the modular word, I tried hard, but it never really clicked. Uh, so I feel that you deserve a lot of patience and, and attention and uh, uh, for Bukla to me was a lot of steep learning curve. Uh, and my kind of sound is not really, uh, it's not really in those territories. So it's something that I would like to have sooner or later, but uh, like you, maybe when I'm gonna be yeah. older and retired. <laughs> retired. <laughs> okay, well, you know, we, we can get like a, a villa together, you know, and, and maybe in Australia. Uh, have a bookla room, yeah, in Australia. And have Nadia join too, and have some nice food. Hey. And, and just, uh, <laughs> I just want to stir. Yeah, so Nadia can do the cheese sandwiches, and, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we have the time to uh, to learn bookla all of us that <laughs> sure. would be nice <laughs> i don't know it's um, um yeah like you said federico it's uh, um it has a, its own particular sound as well you know and um uh, it it it's same for me it kind of uh, I, I don't i mean i'm sure if i would have one i'll, I'll i would make it work you know what i mean but um mm. uh, yeah, again, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of jealous on Andreas still. <laughs> so, is it possible to answer like the questions? Yeah, sure. Like, Go for it. If I you mean, see one. Uh, while you're chatting or uh, while you're speaking, can I like 
Do oh, yeah, you can you can type, but you can also just uh, um, you can just uh, you know read one and and oh, answer yeah. them like that. You know, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, question Did for Andreas: What's your experience with the RE twenty as a portable RE twenty two hundred one? I bought it when it was new, and um, it was actually the only thing ever that was stolen from me. The RE twenty. Uh, oh. Uh, it was in Roskilde in Denmark. Uh, somebody stole it from the stage, and um, I actually bought it again because I thought it was just as good as the. Uh, well, maybe not exactly as good as the uh, original from the seventies, but I mean it's this small, and you can bring it on stage, so it, it's decent. It is. Well, if the person who stole that from you is watching. <laughs> Please I think it was return it. Years ago, or something like that. So. <laughs> you never know, man. And, and as I said, I actually bought it again, so it's actually in, in my home studio. So. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh! I just saw see where you can see the comments. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I just like, oh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I should give a little shout out to the people who are watching this. If you're watching this on Twitch or YouTube, uh, you can just. Uh, Ask question to any of us in the comments, and we'll uh, ignore it, <laughs> or or try to answer it. <laughs> well, there's still a question about my toasties with Vegemite. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm not a fan. Okay, so the answer is no. <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I think the subjects of, of uh, um, you know what is your favorite sound in 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 a synth um, it might be interesting because uh, for example I heard Federico do a lot of stuff with um, his Moog like the Supermonicon you actually did an entire album with it right yeah, yeah uh, sorry keep going no yeah I mean it, it's a it's a really nice kind of uh, limitation to just choose yeah. one synth yeah, and yeah, yeah. and then just make see whatever you can do with it and, and make an entire album yeah. and like nadia was saying i i'm the kind of guy that buys something buy a lot of stuff but then i really focus on what i have and try to squeeze out the thing and just i, I need to do this but uh, andreas was my first love in uh, uh, electronic music and oh. I, come, <laughs> no. I come from a metal band playing guitar uh, but then i had a bad breakup with my band and at that moment uh, i uh, found tm404 on on internet and i see with just a 303 i mean many 303 and many 606 what you can do and that was me was kind of my moment of illumination i want to do that and uh, <laughs> thank and, uh, you and what, nice what surprised me on, yeah. on that andreas was the fact that uh, uh, if you take a 303 and you play a 303 naked it sounds pretty bad i mean it's just, it's not a, 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 a enticing sound it's just like okay what am i gonna do with this and so what was for me interesting was like, okay, I, I, I'm gonna use with effect, I'm gonna use it for different purpose, the, not acid music. Uh, I'm gonna use it more in a dub fashion. And of course, that was my first, you basically uh, push me in, in that realm. And then from that moment on, I like to 
get synths that do really one thing and that they're, they're, they're very simple they have a very particular sound and then try to uh, modify the sound with a chain of effects or s other stuff that I put after I'm really intimidated when uh, synths give you too many possibilities that's why Eurorack or Bukla or uh, Amuguan would scare me because you can do so many things and I would just get lost so yeah, in the case of Subharmonicon, that is a synth that now, for example, I cannot use it anymore because I, I, I completely did what I wanted with it. It's just like I got fascinated sometime, I buy something, and in the first days you have it, you have this kind of a child relationship with it because it's a true playing with it. I never read the manual initially, so I record yeah. everything I do at the beginning. And most of the coolest things come when you don't know the, the instrument, mm, just yeah. as this relationship with yeah. it, and just like back and forth and see what happens. But yeah, it has to be something that is very, what you see is what you get in front of you. And, and uh, I, I have an hard time when you when, it, when there's menu diving and... and so that's, I'm very fascinated by simple instrument uh, that of course, each one that I bought need to have something different to the workflow that I have. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just like my first love was the 303, as probably Andreas, you know, it and, and it's a, for many people, it's an ugly looking and ugly sounding instrument. And I have to this deep love and deep fascination towards it that I don't know why it pushed me to then create more. Yeah, it's funny you say that because uh, I think it also summarizes your music. You know, it's um, it's simple in a way, or at least it's uh, simple in terms of um, structure. But then you add so many layers of effects and uh, ambience around it that it becomes a whole world of uh, of sound that you can really sort of uh, swim in. You know, <laughs> almost. So, it's it's uh, a it's a sort of things that sometimes make me feel that I'm lazy. I'm not. I don't build a, a track enough. Like sometimes, you know, especially when I send stuff to labels or you know for uh, appreciation to other people. Most of not most of it. A lot of time I hear oh, this is too simple or it sounds too simple. So basically, probably it's not the right person than it listening because right now I feel that I'm expressing what I want and if that it's simple well welcome uh, well I, I mean I mean the, it's a, it's a compliment you know because yeah, yeah. Uh, in, in all its simplicity it's very powerful and uh, recognizable and uh, it, it it really touches you I mean it's if you mm -hmm. can do if you can create so much emotion and feeling with such a sim simple line or um, structure it's it's a, it's a good thing you know yeah i, I think it's it, it just so depends on what simple is because if i listen to your music there's so, like so much depth i really love your music it's just it, it's touching you like the notes you use and like the uh the effects and it sounds really like whole you know so i think maybe i still i don't know if there is enough appreciation for like less is more because in the end it's so hard to create something really simple yeah, to simplify something like a lot of people are 
like adding up a lot of layers and layers and it sounds actually like more like a mess so i think it, yeah it's more hard when you try to compare yourself to other artists because that's something that i guess a lot of artists go through and i, I go through that a lot and i always compare oh maybe i sh this should have been more complicated maybe this should have been a different chord progression because my stuff are always like two chords so just C minor or whatever. So that's make me feel, yeah, I should uh, make more complicated stuff. But then in the end, the things I like most that makes me feel more comfortable and happy is the, the one that really respects what is my uh, workflow. And so I guess you got to uh, embrace yourself in music yeah. and just like, okay, this is me. And if you can appreciate good, but otherwise it's just what I'm doing and I'm happy and it's a sort of therapy, I guess. And, and yeah, practice. but, but the, the search is never over, man. Never. never. <laughs> you know, if you, you, you're looking for your sound or you're looking for, for whatever you, you think your signature is and try to really, uh, you know, sort of focus in, in a certain direction that, that you feel is really you and your expression. But then the next week or the next month, you think, ah, I would still have done it differently. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's an ongoing uh, adventure, I guess. How's that for you, Andreas? Since you've been around for such a long time, do you do you feel you're still trying to make that one perfect record you had in mind when you started, or um, are you open to explore territories on, you know, along the way? At the moment, I'm, I'm mainly just recording music. I don't even think about records. I'm just doing uh, go to to the office to the studio and just enjoy my day and every now and then i send my tracks to uh, ulf at contra music uh, which is yeah my prime label since i don't know 13 years now or so so um, i send him uh, maybe once a year he asks me like okay so what have you been up to and i send him like 30 tracks and he gets to decide what, what is being put out on record. So um, I don't really tend to think too much about albums. I'm just thinking about, you know, recording music, uh, getting my ideas on tape somehow. Um, and every now and then, I mean, obviously I, I do concepts like the, the most obvious, obvious one recently is the Team 4-4 stuff. But um, I mean, for three months, I'm only recording Bukla without any goals or in any visions at all. I'm just having fun. And all of a sudden, there's a, I don't know, two hours of music that is sort of decent and somewhere to release it. So that's usually how I, how I do. Every now yes. and then. I, yeah. Sorry? Can I ask about your process? Like when you say like you record a full day or 30 days of Bukla, it's just like you record the, your performance or you just do rely a lot on post-production or you just record? It depends stereo. really. Like um, sometimes I record in different channels uh, and uh, in the studio. And then when I go home, I bring everything in a Ableton product and I could be yeah in, in this very sofa with headphones and just stay for two days and add effects or whatever. Like every now and then it sounds really really shitty what i've been recording and uh, <laughs> you can fix it in the post production so because i i have this uh, what's it called midas f uh, 24 
like a 24 channel uh, in and 24 channel outs um, through a firewire. So I can record um, most of my synths in separate channels into Ableton and then uh, send them back into the uh, analog mixer. Mm. That's usually how I do. So you track it, you track it uh, through the mixer and then you do a mix down through the yeah. mixer as well. Yeah, back, yeah. Back to, back to stereo when you when you basically play back the recordings. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You can add some extra effects. So yeah. yeah. And I, I used to have a tape recorder as well, like a reel to reel, but I sold it, I don't know, two years ago, something like that. I sort of miss it, but uh, especially when you were speaking earlier about uh, slowing everything down after recording. I, I know that uh, Brian Eno recorded the uh, discrete music album that way, like everything that you hear is actually half half speed. speed. Yeah. 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 So you, it's a EMS synth there, I think, uh, and a Roland RE two hundred one, and then everything is slowed down, yeah, by by an octave or like half speed. So that's amazing. And I tend to do that as well, but usually in the computer. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a nice trick because. Um, Especially if you're doing more atmospheric stuff, slowing things down by uh, you know half speed, basically, um, kind of keeps the integrity of the of the track, but it's it's all you know way more spaced out and uh, and at some point you even forget what it sounded like on full speed and and you kind of uh, yeah I don't know it's it works every time. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so you can have like a five-minute noodle, and it becomes a ten-minute ambient track. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Everything. I is think the dynamic. So. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, the dynamic just changes. Like every little, every sound. Like if you stretch it, it just is placed in a different way, so it just feels totally different as well. Um, I do that actually a lot of times as well. I just like, just put down the speed and it just like sounds way better. I always have that. I agree. The same with the 303. Like if you play it slow, it sounds so nice. And if you're playing <laughs> it at, you know, 150 BPM, you don't really get to hear all the nuances. So it's better in, I don't know, 75 BPMs or something like that. Yeah, yeah. you get you get all the, the, the accents and the envelopes, the way they develop, they are much more spun out and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually I've uh, I converted mine to a devilfish. Oh, which, which lucky even bastard! Oh well, um. yeah, I, I actually I did it uh, very early on. Uh, I think it was the, maybe the, one of the first ten or something, and I still use it like uh, like that. You know, I never got the original uh, again, um, and it has more uh, you know uh, parameters to extend the decay, and and you can. Uh, yeah, you can have more control over the, the the slides and stuff like that. You know, like the the the, the speed at which things slide to each other. Yeah. And yeah. Um, so you can make it really uh, sound really. Uh, I don't know what's the word. Um, like angular, you know, like very very crunchy and punchy instead of uh, old because a normal three three sounds very round. You know, everything sounds very bendy and very round. And uh, the devilfish can you can do like lots of percussive stuff as well and basically it's just a 
three or three on steroids, you know, all the, yeah. all the stuff that's in the original is there, but it's, uh, it's exaggerated. It's uh, a really cool I, machine. Yeah. One of my three or threes is uh, super modded, modded as well. Uh, a friend of mine, he saved it because it was completely shattered. It was like, you know, the sequencer wouldn't work. Nothing would work and he fixed it. And he did uh, several mods as well. The, my favorite mod is um, he adjusted so you could um, you have different volumes on the accented notes or the unaccented notes, which means in a pattern you could play only the accented notes, and then you can fade in the the non-accented notes ah, okay. the other That's way cool. around. And it's so nice. It's oh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, that's pr probably my second biggest uh like my favorite uh, second favorite mod uh my first one is done by a friend of mine called christopher i, I think he's watching now so <laughs> uh he Hello, modified, uh, one of my uh, 202s uh like as you might know the 202 has uh two internal sequencers uh one is for the actual synth and the other one is for external synths but my friend he modified so you can select which uh, sequencer is running the internal synth. And also, he, like you can play the, the uh, how do you say, like the notes from sequencer one can play uh, the internal synthesizer, but the actual gates from sequencer two. And then you could switch it while you're playing, which means if you program like different lengths, you take the, um, the gates from one, Oh, yeah. and the notes from the other one or yeah, so you actually get to have wow, more or less cool. four different patterns running in, in one mc202 and i think it's actually his mod like i don't think nobody knows about it really no i've never heard of it, of it but it sounds really cool because then you can basically do uh, um, endless endlessly uh, changing patterns by just uh, having two at different lengths and yeah, yeah. The notes interact in different ways all the time they interact with each other it's cool sounds yeah, really yeah. cool yeah it is i mean you can do you can do that with modular easily of course oh but, yeah of uh, course of course yeah, yeah 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 but it's cool to have the you know just the, the the limitation of the of the machine i never really became big friends with the 202 although i have one uh because it's a, it's, it's a pain in the ass no. it's a pain in the ass to program <laughs> it is it is yeah yeah, you say you can't be friends with uh, a 202? No, I, I have it one too, and it's a uh, it's cool sounding instrument, but all the programming part is like, I, I don't know what twisted mind created. That. <laughs> it's just like, Andreas, have you ever tried the Avalon? I have no, one, and no. it's just like, a, I think it's basically as all the uh, devilfish kind of uh, things, plus uh, some CV compatibility and uh, many other things, and, and it's it's very hard to find right now because the guy it's disappearing and appearing whatever yeah but it's every, i guess great. every once a week i'm checking for it online but there's nobody oh no people bought it last uh, summer and it's just disappearing so yeah it's just like but if you ever had the chance that's a very great sounding kind of three or three sound plus a lot 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 of more feature yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, maybe this is a good thing. I mean, on on our Discord server, there are res are regular discussions about uh, people who want to get uh, some type of three or three sound, and and then you know you get these uh, big discussions. What's the best three or three clone? Blah blah blah. So maybe yeah. uh, this is the panel to ask people. 
Andreas with uh, <laughs> and and uh, and Aura uh, with considering uh, knowledge that each and three <laughs> sound different between each other. I wonder is there people that say no, no clone will sound sound as better as good as the original because that's what I heard a lot. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you listen to my music, uh, I don't think there's. Uh, maybe a few, but most of my tracks are like the three or threes are really processed. Uh, my music isn't isn't about demonstrating the sound exactly. of the three or three. Yeah. Like every now and then, I get comments like, "Hey, why do you use so much reverb on the three or three? That's great. But I'm I'm not making music to to like demonstrate the sound <laughs> of the three or three. I'm, I'm making music <laughs> for various other reasons than to you know, like you know. A B testing since or, or whatever. Yeah. But uh and I mean my I bought my three or threes before the like the huge hype, which means I never really needed to check for the like Behringer or even the the Roland boutique or whatever, because I al already had the original. So there's it's sort of pointless for me to do an A B test. Testing. It's always, always pointless to me to do A-B testing. Yeah, I think stuff. so. Yeah, yeah. It's just like... Hmm. Yeah, I think I, I have the one with the touchpad, the TB3. Oh, yeah, oh, um, yeah. yeah. I, I think I'm, I'm still so fan of it because of the sound, because I'm not using it as a, a baseline or acid, or I'm using it actually as a synth. Like, it's always a sort of pad in the background or something like that and i i still want another one because if you both are layering them it sounds really cool it's just like you can create that hypnotic kind of feeling on a low bpm um but everything in australia is more expensive so <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually I, I i did this jam with uh, uh vincent from drug, drug culture a few weeks ago here and he had the tb3 as well and he was using the uh, I don't know what is it like a stutter function or something you can you know with your uh, the touchpad you can yeah. you can uh, uh, kind of make uh, yeah like stutter effects sort of yeah. make the notes short, shorter and he used it in a really really cool way I didn't know that that was uh, that was possible with it one but it, it sounded really cool and also uh, Jeroen Search was is using it as a sequencer, so it not, it doesn't use the internal sound, but it's just a really quick thing to oh. to get a melody going. So yeah, um, yeah. and they're they're cheap. So <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. S somebody pointed out Robert Gunten wrote Andreas, you already did a three or three A B test on repeat on YouTube. I did maybe fifteen years ago when YouTube was new. I actually did. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, what was your conclusion? Uh, I Nothing sounds as good. <laughs> it, it was probably just to show off that I actually had two. two, two. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> I think it was 15 years ago or something like that. But I'm actually, I'm, I'm actually using this one every now and then, like the uh, the new boutique version. I mean, it's convenient. Yeah, these two together and uh, two USB cables and Ableton. I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's so convenient, so so much fun. Nice. Um, yeah, I guess that's the that sums it up, right? With the three or three, um, 
I still, oh yeah, yeah, there's one and one other use I have, uh, I, I have on the Devilfish, which is the audio input, so you can use the sequencer and the filter to modulate external sounds, which is really cool too. Oh, nice, nice. So you get the slides and the and the movement of the filter on anything yeah. really, and yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, the one trick that is very cool that I see from uh, DataLine on the uh, boutique version that has the gate input and that is pretty cool when you sequence with another like a drum machine he does that a lot and and it's on the front you you just plug a trigger on the cv in gate oh yeah yeah this one so yeah. basically yeah. the sequence <laughs> go on only with the with the triggering and so it's, you can create very interesting stuff and that ah. line has some video about that yeah, yeah. And it's very very cool feature. I wish that was in the original one too. Oh, mm. never tried it, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bye guys. Yeah. <laughs> See you. <laughs> yeah, I was one one thing you just uh, you just said a while ago, uh, Federico, uh, that you're not into menu diving, but still you are using the Octatrack as one of your main machines, right? Yeah. Uh, so explain that, please. <laughs> <laughs> so Octatrack has been my love and hate relationship. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, and, and it's like my long-term girlfriend and getting angry at her many times. I bought it for five times. I sold it for four times. Now I have what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now I have two of them, and uh, I finally got into it. And now it's it's I love it, and it's part of my my setup. And it, I feel that finally. I understood it. It's because it's a machine that do so many things. And yeah. at the beginning, you approach it, you can approach it as I used to, like, I'm gonna do everything with it. And then you start wanting to play sample. And you get very confused, because again, can do so many things. Uh, at the moment in which you decide, okay, this is gonna be, for example, my live performance mixer, uh, plus some other nuances can be some sample. Eh? and you s stick with the plan, then it's a machine that to me, it's, it's exceptional because there's nothing else like that. And it, it, it allows you to go and have live with just a box and few other things instead of bringing a computer, a sound card and blah, blah, blah. Plus, if you get proficient with it, with the resampling stuff, uh, you can, you have the power to do a lot of uh, interesting stuff during live with the scene, uh, with the slider and, 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 and all the parts that the more you use it and if you force yourself to have that interface in front of you for a quite long time, That's the years, thing, eh? maybe, yeah. then yeah. you get natural with it and you start understanding why people use it all the time. Yeah. It's, it's hard to interface it in the studio setting because it has of course a lot of limitation uh, especially the out is just a stereo plus the cue so it's yeah. not a lot of things you can do but i i eventually f find out that i can record uh, everything uh with it and be happy with the, with the things that come out so right now i really i think it's the main piece of my uh, setup that i would never change Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Uh, I, I was a beta tester ten years ago. Oh wow! So, so when I got it, it could do very, very little, and then after a few weeks, it could do something more and even more and even more. Which means I got to learn it when it was really simple. Okay. And then, 
you know, I, I would grow with the machine. And nowadays, obviously, it's really, really, you know, it takes a long time. If you, if somebody drops it in your knee, the way it is now, and you're going to be like, okay, making a track within one hour, it's impossible. Mm. You have to be like, you know, studying it. But I know it you inside out. You need out. the manual for that one. Yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. But I know it inside out. And it's yeah, probably if I would only be able to keep one instrument, it wouldn't be the 303. It would probably be the uh, Octatrack, really. Oh, wow. <laughs> you would be miserable listening to 303 naked. I would, I would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we we speak about uh, various pieces of gear all the time on this on this chat, and the Octatrack comes up quite a lot, and uh, it's very obvious that nobody ever uses it the same way as as anybody else. You know, it's it's got a specific function for for uh, for people. You know, the some people just use the sequencer, other other people just use the sampling uh, options, uh, and like uh, Federico said, there's only uh two stereo outs really uh yeah the the thing is if you have it in your studio setting uh i mean at least for me it's like it's doing two or three sounds and that's it you know and uh i mean it, in theory you can play an entire uh, or make an entire track inside of it which is fun to do and fun to try i've tried it you know but i still i still have the feeling that i'm i'm missing a little bit of room to manipulate the sounds, you know, and and you can of course multi-track everything layer by layer and then just fuck around with it. But it's beside the point, I think. Um, I use it in my live show, though. It's a very powerful live machine as well. Uh, one thing I wanted to maybe you know, I've I've been uh, trying to find out. I've not really searched hard, but can you uh, can you um, change the the fader with Sysx from an external source? Oh, I never tried that. I never because tried that. because the thing is, you know, the morphing is so powerful on 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 the Yocta track, especially if if you have multi parameters to both scenes. Uh, yeah, you can you can get the most amazing transitions between two settings, basically. Um, and I always feel that the fader is too short or my fingers are too big, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to do a really smooth one, you know. And I, I would like to see if that it's possible to just do like a one minute transition or maybe even a, a 10 minute one you know from from one scene to the other by uh, so basically by drawing an external envelope somewhere um yeah so i don't know so you don't know if that's possible no 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 <laughs> I'll, but, I'll but, but it's, it's one of these really ideas that i yeah it's one of the ideas that i had when when i uh, when i when i got it you know this must be possible like easily you know yeah, yeah and then yeah. i looked into it and couldn't find it but i i never really looked very deep into it but if anybody knows by the way let me it's going to be the first thing i try tomorrow in the studio yeah <laughs> do you remember oh, some oh. years back when um uh, boom okay, had go. this oh somebody knows that oh, yeah. cc48 yeah. Ah, thanks Dad, nice nice You're a okay hero. gonna nice. be okay. tomorrow yeah we'll do we'll all do morph tracks and then uh, upload them to uh, to discord <laughs> 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 no, it's cool. So yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. It's cool. Um, anyway, but it's a, it's a very powerful machine. But um, yeah, like I don't know anybody who uses all the features. It's a, it's impossible to use them all, basically. Do, do you remember some years ago when uh, Boomcat had this banner of a broken Octatrack? I don't know, five years ago, uh, Boomcat Online had the uh, 
a banner of a broken octa track. Did you right. see it? No. No. It, it was um, Andy Stott. He, he th actually did throw it out his window, <laughs> like he, in his studio, like fuck. He, he out of frustration. Out. Yeah. <laughs> and and he bought another one. So. Right. <laughs> the addiction. Yeah. Uh, Nadia, you don't have a main sequencer when you play live because I see you have many instrument but do you use anything as a main uh, brain like the octatrack we use for sequencing things mm, no i actually use the sequencer from the devices itself that's what i do um so there's mm, always running a pad in the background or something that carries the whole track um but i never really I I do I do have it like everything like even the the model the sculpt is like a sequencer the TB3 is a sequencer the uh, those drum machines are sequencers so actually everything I work with is almost sequence uh, except my MOOC um, uh, yeah so I, if I really think about it my live sets are mainly uh, mainly sequencers. Um, yeah, you mean like all the devices run in their own on their yeah. own internal sequencer, yeah. Yeah, but it's not like like an electron that you can. Yeah, of course you can uh, automate it like that. That you that it's the pattern is changing a bit and stuff. But a lot of times it's not really that diverse as an electron device. Um, but I I tend to play quite quick, so I I lined up. My transitions are quite quick. So, um, yeah, it would be easier to have an electron, actually. Well, I have, so, one. I have so one. We're, you're we're a you... human octatrack. Huh? <laughs> you're a human octatrack. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, you guys so, sold, my, sold now the octatrack to me, so good job. So when, when you are, are running all these devices on their own uh, clocks, and in, or not in their own clocks, but on in their own internal sequencers, are you, is, is there a way, like you have your, your arrangement control over your arrangement like centralized somewhere on a mixer or something or um or is everything just looping and looping or are you are you using like the individual volume controls on each of the devices to kind of create your mix how do you how do you do that yeah so i i i made it quite hard for myself so <laughs> i'm <laughs> i'm i'm mixing the volume live and i'm mixing also the tracks live and um what I do, I do. I, what I do, I prepare things. So I have some sounds that I really want to use, but it's always changing. Um, I'm very impulsive with what I do. You probably know that from the studio things. I'm just like go with the flow. Um, so and I, I just, I don't like to prepare too much because it's it's keeping me stuck on the flow. It's not like that creative output anymore. Um, so yeah, I, I only have like a master clock and that's the RME, I think, or is it, I think it's RME, the multi clock, um, which can, you can add like four devices. Um, so they're running all in sync. And sometimes what I also do, like if the sequencers are running, I do play live. So ERM, yeah, nice one. <laughs> I also, that's the other one, that's the sound card. Um, so, yeah, I do play live as well. So, yeah, it's a bit of an, 
I don't know, I need, still need to fine tune that it's a bit easier for me, but. <laughs> um, so it's the ERM multi-clock. So I think it's around 500 euros or something, but um, really worth it. Mm -hmm. So basically you need, uh, uh, you need some kind of uh, uncertainty uh, in your setup. You basically have stuff running and you have patterns prepared, but you don't want to have too much control. Otherwise you'll just be kind of, uh, you know, uh, it limits your creativity basically. So you basically may have to make this, make it a little bit hard for yourself, I guess, to yeah. to get the to the point where you can f improvise and, and uh, yeah. actually make music. Yeah, I, I recognize that. I can. I, yeah. I'm the same. I'm the same. Yeah, I mean, same here. Yeah, yeah. If if things are too prepared, you know, it's like you're faking it. You know, you feel like yeah. you're not doing anything. Yeah. And um, the the best moments come out of uh, situations you have to kind of rescue yourself from. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you feel that, you feel that adrenaline, like, Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going okay. so bad. And then oh. now I'm here and I only have two options. What I'm going to, what am I going to do? Okay. Let's <laughs> yeah. go A or let's go B <laughs> and then just make the best of it. That's basically the, the, the best way of playing life for me anyways. You know, if, if yeah. there's, um, if there's a certain kind of danger to it and a certain kind of, um, uh, confusion and uncertainty yeah and it's already with the equipment and the gear and all the cables you know there's already a little danger in that but then we like to make it ourselves even extra hard <laughs> but yeah i don't know why hmm. oh a question from split radix about Ooh. uh aura's headphones <laughs> i guess oh. th that's what he's talking about yes Oh, I just broke it. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no. Split Redix owes you a new one. That's not a good uh, advertising. <laughs> look at that. Now I get to see how they look inside. Those are, these are the Audace LCD2 that are very good and very expensive. And these make me very happy right now. Yeah, well, right. if ODs are watching this, uh, please send a new one to uh, the Aura. No, it's just uh, un yeah. just unglued. <laughs> but yeah when i i, I use a lot uh, I, I live in a my studio is in a uh, is in a new york's brooklyn studio and i have great neighbors thank god but i can't really push it all day as much as i want so i, I heavily rely on headphones because uh, i'm not at the point that i can afford um real studio here in the city because it's it's yeah it's bloody 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 expensive and uh so this is the, the i'm lucky to have a very nice space but yeah headphones are very important for my workflow yeah they used to because now they're broken so I <laughs> <laughs> oh send some donations <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. I, I donate to people that need it I, i'm fine oh. i'm fine, I'm fine. <laughs> Uh, what about you, Andreas? Do you like working on headphones or do you have uh, studio uh, monitors that um, sound uh, better to you? Every time I'm here at home, uh, I work with headphones. Uh, I have a pair of uh, Spirit Focal, I think, because uh, I have uh, Focal spe uh, speakers in, in the studio as well. Um, I think they translate sort of okay, actually. But apart from that, I I've been using uh, the... Uh, 
like everyone else, the um, HD25 uh, from Sennheiser. Oh, yeah. I've had them, I don't know, 25 years, something like that. Like every now and then I, I lose them and I buy another pair, but I've had HD27, uh, 25 for about 25 years. So, <laughs> but uh, I, I, uh, I think long sessions. They are very it, uncomfortable, right? Yeah, so they, yeah, squeeze, yeah. they squeeze yeah. you. You, yeah, yeah. you feel like they had to get smaller when when you're wearing them. But for yeah, DJing, yeah. they are amazing, though. They, I I love them to to play when uh, when I'm DJing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on yeah. the subway as well. It's it's perfect. But I mean, if you're gonna be in the studio for ten hours, I don't want to use headphones at all. It's mm. it's too much. Yeah. If you well, move around I, and like yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I always work on my speakers, but when, when I check the final mix, I just do like a, a quick stereo stereo field check. Just make sure I, there's nothing uh, out of whack, you know, in, in, um, in the stereo field. But that's pretty much it. Yeah. I, I use them as a second opinion kind of thing, you know, not, not, I try not to work on them. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, the room is too big to have a, <laughs> uh, something wired on your head anyway. So it's... Uh, yeah. um, Anyway, I did I did albums on headphones, you know, back in the in the nineties when I did have didn't have a studio. Same here. It's, it is possible. It is yeah. possible. Yeah. But it's uh, yeah, it's tiring. It's more tiring for your ears and and yeah. for your head in general. I think it's also a bit like how you used to it, like how you are used to making music. Because like when I started to make music, um, I I was so limited with like like budget wise. Um, so I was always making mu music on my headphones, and I still really like it. Um, and I'm I'm having the same you have now, I think, Jochem, on your ears. It's, uh, yeah, the biodynamics. Yeah. yeah. And the AKG for the high tones. So this, the, the, the 770 I use for the lower tones. And then the AKG for the higher tones, because it's really nice. You can really hear, like, okay, this sounds really not good. Um, and then also the the Sennheiser. Um, yeah, I, I love to produce music on my headphones. It's like in my little bubble. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm just looking at the comments. Everybody's uh, listing their favorite pairs of headphones and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's one uh, Brian Berger said. Uh, oh, I was trying to get him into the ear. Um, the MDR seventy five oh six. That's one that I always advertise for, to people. If they don't, if they don't have a big budget, they're yeah. around a hundred euros, and they 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 sound really amazing. Um, they actually have the same pressure as a as a big sound system. You know, you can you can really blast them, and and you don't get fatigued. I mean, if you if you play these loud, you you basically my my ears give up after half an hour when I play them loud. You know, but uh, the Sony's for some reason they 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 can keep going and, and uh, I don't get any issues with my hearing mm. and the bass is good it's nice and tight cool nice see somebody's HD, asking HD about 25. the OP1 I'm curious about that OP1 did, did you try it uh, it was one of my breakthrough instrument this last year uh, and I bought that twice and sold it <laughs> twice too. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a very very different uh, 
engineered instrument. I don't know because the, it doesn't doesn't really have a regular sequencer, but it has a tape machine. And uh, and since I used it for ambient stuff because it worked like you record, you can maybe record your stuff double the speed, so higher pitch, and then you slow it down. It really makes you feel that you're using a experimenting with a tape machine. And for certain kind, a lot of people use it for like a lo-fi hip hop kind of vibe. And that's what I was trying to do at the beginning, not having any clue what, uh, what, what I was doing. So I hated it. Then I use it for all the ambient production and it became a very important part of my workflow. It, it, it feels like a very complete instrument in itself and you can do a lot of magical things. So I, I really love that toy or instrument, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Expensive one though, but I love so it. You, so you use that tape feature to, uh, to uh, predominantly yeah, mostly I, to, I, I, yeah. I, you have uh, the, the third button, the third knobs that actually slow down the, the tape. So basically you record everything that you want in these three, in these four tracks on a tape, right? Uh, and then you can slow it down or overdub. So basically it's not a regular uh, sequence where you uh, put your triggers on or remove it. Once you record it, it's there. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of interesting because it forces you when you compose your four tracks to uh, stick to what you're doing and to commit to what you're doing. And once you record everything, you have all of these uh, effects to slow down, uh, invert the, the, the tape, uh, how the tape is running. So once you record your sequence, you can play with it uh, as you would play physically with a tape. So it's a different approach than anything that I have. Uh, so to me was really, when I learned how to use it, I was surprised that oh, this is a very uh, different instrument. So. I always recommend to people, it's just you need to fit it in your workflow and know what, it's like the Octatrack, you can buy it and not know what's, what's going to do for you. But if you find the right place in your workflow, it's an amazing, I think it's an amazing instrument. I wish it cost half of it what it costs, but yeah. you know, mm. <laughs> it's designed. Yeah. I think there there's one Eurorack module that I use for a similar thing. It's uh, is it the Morphogene or the I always mixed up the names. The Make Noise Morphogene, yeah. It's yeah, it's the one with the yeah. with that is kind of like a tape uh, yeah. tape thing. Yeah, yeah. I used to I have, have it. it. Yeah, I have it's it. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. You can you can just uh, record. Uh, it's pretty. The buffer is pretty big. I think it's like a, a minute and a half or yeah. something yeah. something like that. And it's um, you can create scenes by, or is it scenes? Yeah, I don't know what it. <laughs> I always get confused. I know where the button is, but you can zones or whatever it's called, you know, and then and then you can switch between them and and, and sort of reorder. I think them. it's called splicing. Splices. That's oh, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. So you basically can, uh, and they can all they you can scan through them, so it gets almost like to like granular in a way. Yeah, without but any you, screens. That, yeah, that, that is really for the. Not faint of art, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's it's really nice to. Uh, I mean, it has a nice balance between uh, know what knowing what's going on and a certain unpredictability. Yep. What's going to happen if you do something, which is always a balance that I I really enjoy being in. You know, like uh, um, you you kind of understand what's going on, but the actual result and the way it comes out is is a surprise. You know, I I like to be surprised by things. 
uh, not to the extent that I that it can go anywhere, but just um, you know, you get irregular things that you cannot imagine, but you still kind of steer towards. You know what I mean? Controlled chaos. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, they so, do that. Uh, they do that uh, system make noise that I used to have for a while. The tape uh, microsound uh, system that that it's very very good. It's a very well thought system. Thought about having a. Uh, tape recorder and then modify like you used to do with concrete music kind of so that one is very fun to play with to just uh, spend hours interacting with the sound and then mangling it so it's it's a very cool one mm. yeah it's a different way of ordering your sounds you know it's um, uh, instead of like you said uh, like with the op1 you have to you make a decision and you kind of have to stick with it which is which is uh, sometimes that can be good you know commitment yeah, there was a question from Claudia Cass for you, Federico. Oh yeah, have you a motor speed? Yes, the tape, uh, the not the A seventy seven, but the B seventy seven has uh, as a two uh, speed, seven and a half and uh, uh, fifteen, and that is the main uh, uh, speed of the reels. And then there's a knob inside that you can control by hand. And it lower and uh, and or, or make it faster by a lesser amount. So it's it's pretty interesting to just you can play with that if you have a pad, you can actually play notes. And I did it already on, on a live. Like you can record a, a note or a pad in a chord, and then with that you can actually tune it for your needings. It's a fun. If you do a loop, it's a fun way yeah. to play. Yeah, if it. you if you want that effect and don't want to spend as much money, you can get one of those um, Tascam four tracks yep. with uh, the cassette tapes in them. You know, and the, the there's actually a pitch dial on the on the front next to the the unit where the tape is um, sitting. And it, I don't know what the reach is, but it's it's definitely a few semitones. So you can actually do chords, and uh, you can you can do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Thank yeah, God yeah. I bought it before Cortini make it uh, <laughs> expensive. Huh? Actually, I, I used to have yeah. one in the, in the old days and I sold it and now I got one back again. Uh, and uh, I used to only use the preamps uh, and not use the tape at all. Just use the, 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 the audio mixing. input. Yeah, just the inputs and then just use the sort of saturation because the, the gain goes from uh, uh, mic to line... Uh, um, in without steps so basically if you have a line input there you can just uh, gain it up to such an extent that it's just completely distorting but it has a very nice sort of warm um, distortion on the preamp it's uh, it's not as harsh as some of some mixers when you do when you do it um, so it's cool it's nice to make a uh, Rotterdam old-school uh, Gabber music <laughs> <laughs> it works great uh, uh, any anyone gonna anybody gonna buy the Strega? There's a question from huh. DH. Well, we actually spent the whole the whole last uh, episode uh, talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I watched it actually. Uh, okay. I, I was there too. Yeah, I, I have a um, the make noise shared system uh, okay. or like my take on it. I, I bought the uh, their case and most of the modules that you get with the uh, shared system. But I've been, you know, replacing some modules, so I'm a big fan of Make Noise. But I don't think that I'm gonna get the Strega. Uh, I don't think it's really for me. Um, I like the sound of it. I like sure. the sound of uh, Alessandro Cotini as well. But 
Mm, I think I've got better ways to make that sort of noise, like yeah, the bookle, obviously. So mm. I, I don't think I'm the perfect customer for for the Strega. So do you, do you have a lot of uh, rec going on in your studio, uh, Andreas? Um, I used to. I used to have like, I don't know, two meter tower or something like that. But uh, <laughs> then I got into Bukla. So, oh, okay, <laughs> so okay. it's, it's been decreasing. But uh, yeah, I think I have, uh, I don't know. I, I've got the shared system and maybe four rows of, of various like mutable instruments and Intelligel and stuff like that. So yeah, what I'm always interested in is that everybody's approach is so different, you know, building a system. And um, uh, my latest, uh, or yeah, I basically the the way I look at it now is that I have smaller uh, racks or smaller what is it skiffs or units, just one row high, and I put together stuff that that sort of complements each other and and keeps like a focused small instrument, you know. Uh, instead of uh, having the you know the massive wall uh, approach where you can just do pretty you know like where the possibilities are completely endless you know yeah, yeah I like the I like the focus and I also like to think about how things can work together and it to me it makes me explore the the units more like the individual units more than if you're just behind everything at the same time and you kind of reach for the things you already know you know and if you if you have like a, a smaller uh, system um, then you kind of yeah you're encouraged to to dive deeper basically and get more range out of it yeah yeah that's why I like the concept of Strega or uh, what was the zero cost mm. it's because yeah. it's a self-contained instrument mm. I still want it yeah, I, I will probably buy it and probably I will resell it in a few months. But, <laughs> and buy it again, right? Yeah, exactly. But uh, in this case, uh, of course, I'm, I'm a huge, huge fan of Alessandro and uh, even his music for me has been extremely influential. So when he does something like that, uh, I'm very drawn to it and I'm curious to, to deep, dig into his uh, concept and also what Make Noise did. And I, I love the fact that uh, it's an instrument that might sound complete by itself, except that you need a sequencer, I guess. But uh, uh, I love that, that idea. You have some modula modular capability, but in a very small footprint and a self-contained unit, uh, experimental one. So I, I like that approach. I feel mm. it goes very similar to what Soma is did with the Lyra, so having yeah. Yeah. Uh, the... I have the Lyra and I love it, and it's just like the the voices plus the delay, so it's a sign of kind of a similar architecture conceptually, I guess. Then I have to try it. I, I don't know how this trigger will perform, but I, I love this uh, concept. The, the, they come at a high price. That's the only thing. It's just like I would like to try so many of it, and then it's just like it's very. I'm, I'm always afraid that it can tie to a very uh, limited sound palette or a very limited workflow. So it, it's just when you invest money on that, you need to be, I need to be sure that it will do something for, for me. Um, mm. Yeah, I like I liked the, the kind of sort of move towards self-contained instruments. You yeah. know, uh, lots of these Eurorack makers, they are 
like for also for example dreadbox stuff you know is really nice yeah, they, lovely. i love dreadbox I mean, uh, yeah and and the cool thing is you know it's got all the it talks to everything in your studio it's got like midi and usb and and also cv and gate and stuff so it's yeah. it interfaces really well with uh with with the rest of your studio and 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 still you have this a uh, small focus box with a, a massive range. So I, I, th I like the the f basically I like this format. You know, I like it better than uh, having a massive wall of uh, individual manufacturers uh, units that you somehow have to make to work together. Um, mm. um, yeah, that's it fits my my workflow the best. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. Also, it's. it's if you have a smaller one, it's easy to bring at home as well, uh, which yeah. I really enjoy. Like, you know, sometimes when I get to, to the studio, you see all the gear and you're like, it's too much. You can't really focus. It's so nice to have like just a small piece of gear and you bring oh. it in the bus back at home and a pair of headphones and just a, like a tiny synth. And yeah, that's all you need. Yeah. Mm. There's this friend of mine. I don't know if you guys ever heard about samples from Mars. Yeah. Okay, he has a studio close to me. We have friends, and he has the, the most dream studio I've ever seen. He has all the weirdest synth, all the weirdest and well-known rock uh, instrument. And he came to my place once, and I have a very simple setup. And he was like, oh, man, I'm really jealous about your setup because you have everything you need in front of you. You can play with your thing. And I was like, are you serious, man? You have everything that a man can, <laughs> that an artist can decide. And, and so it's interesting what you said because it's true that sometimes having too many things can actually take out from the creativity rather than sit down and have three or four things pl mm. already plugged and I guess it's less intimidating sometimes creating like that yeah but then of course you also want to have the full worlds uh, like the div divine kind of things but mm -hmm. It's it's a it's a battle between too much and, and too little, I guess. <laughs> I think I was always teaching in, in the beginning when I started to collect like gear, like don't don't do too much, like don't get too much because you will be overwhelmed because you need to learn that stuff and that and and then actually I created a sort of pattern for myself, like every time when I buy a drum machine i can buy a synth and then i can buy an effect <laughs> and then i have like the whole and then i go back again to that <laughs> it's just a bit weird but um, that's good that's good <laughs> yeah i thought like then i have a sort of system because i know like when i start again with a drum i can buy again a synth and no i should stop do you, um, do, you do you always also have um like this uh, rule for yourself if you buy a piece of gear you have to make uh, five tracks with it <laughs> or something to justify it <laughs> justify its uh, purchase uh no i never because i i see it also like um i, I don't know it's it's just like an uh um, how do you say that? I buy something because it can translate what I want to say, something like that. So it doesn't matter if it's like five tracks or six tracks, even if it's like a little bleep, then I'm already happy. Then I'm <laughs> like, okay, this was what it's meant for and that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's it's always like sometimes I get something and I feel like totally not connected with the machine or it does not work with my workflow. And I then I get rid of it as well. But that mm. happens rarely, I think. I really study, like watch tutorials and like totally dive into, I don't read manuals as well. <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> but I do uh, watch tutorials like a lot of times because it's, yeah, they, they, 
just an, uh, a nice, how do you say that? It's good to follow. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's this time is great for 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 that. You know, you can just on any piece of gear you can find uh, tutorials or uh, even stuff that is not in the manual. You know, that people explain online. It's it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, sometimes uh, feels like a bit of a waste of time though. <laughs> Especially if if you watch tutorials on stuff you don't even own. I know. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's better to uh, to spend time on on just figuring stuff out uh, that you actually do own. Yeah. Um, Sometimes I'm actually doing that. Like you you uh, search for a piece of gear that you're like, oh, I really want to do this. I really want to do that. And then yeah. it turns out that oh this machine that you already own can do exactly that. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, sometimes I take long baths in the morning and I just, you know, watch YouTube for three hours on, on a piece of gear that I've had for 10 years. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. Nice. yeah. <laughs> I don't need yeah. to buy anything new. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's yeah. so nice. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, it's, to be honest, it's not really what, uh, what a piece of gear can do. Uh, it's what you can do with it you know what i yeah, mean yeah, it's like course. um i mean there's so much stuff that is is very uh very simple and very limited and and therefore very productive because it just uh, has this uh you know uh, limited uh, capability but it always delivers something you know what i mean mm -hmm. um so it uh, yeah it's uh i'm not really uh too fussed about uh feature fully featured things you know if it's simple and it sounds nice and it does what i want then yeah. That's cool enough for me. Actually, uh, I was watching some of your videos, uh, Federico, and you seem to be a pedal collector. You, I saw some pedals that I never heard of and, and kind of blew my mind. Like, uh, yeah, made me want to get some of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the easier pedal. It, it became for me the easiest way to de uh, deal with sound because right now I have very simple... Uh, synth with very simple architecture and uh, what is my workflow is always I find uh, a nice uh, sequence whatever and then it's placing the the, the pedals and uh, it started a little as a as a I would say a, a game on my Instagram like I, I, when I started to be more consistent in publishing stuff on Instagram I was like, how can I create every day a piece of content that was both to yeah promote my music and but also to try to, to challenge myself every day of being creative with what I got. And so that was the trick to use pedals and change the order of it. And and then yeah. I've been lucky a few pedals brand send me stuff to try it on and usually I like the more experimental thing. But I feel that that is the way they usually cost less and they actually do a lot for your sound more than uh, a scene sometimes. It's just like you had that and you got to a place that nobody can get because it's unless they use the same exact sync and the same exact pedal and the same exact uh, setting. I don't like I don't want to have preset in my music. So it's whatever I do. It's always I never signed down what I'm doing. So I love the idea that pedals is just like something momentary that works for what you are doing in the in that precise moment. And then the, 
the day after it's, it's going to be unplugged or replugged in a different way. Yeah, so, yeah. You, te- you, you do tend to make chains, right? And you have some favorite chains that, that give you the... Yeah, I, yeah. I, I use something con- constantly and I have on my mixer, I always have a, a um, what's the name, an Aventide Space and a Benny Dub Echo for my most like ambient dub kind of sound. And then... Uh, you mean you mean the, the, they are in a chain like send uh, effect. Those are send effects. Oh right, okay. Yeah. So they okay. And then I use uh, yeah. I usually now using a lot the microcosm, the hologram electronic microcosm, with uh, uh, death by audio rooms. I love death by audio stuff. Then chase bliss mood, firefield, uh, uh, shallow water. Uh, I think these are my favorite for pedal that I kind of use a lot. Mm. And uh, I miss maybe a delay. Yeah, but I mean, I have so many. And it's, uh, yeah, somebody's asking me what the CM, CXM. <laughs> That's a reverb, right? That's the one with the faders. That's the new, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's the one with all the flying faders. It's a, it's a great one. Uh, it, it's, it, there's a lot of, I did a video about it last week. And there's a lot of polemics about the price because it comes like for $900. I had it for a huge discount. Uh, and it's a great pedal. It sounds amazing. It's cool to have the visual representation with big slider instead of knobs. So for live, it's fun. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend as your first pedal because with that price, you can buy three other good pedals. So it, it comes handy when you want something different. And I read also, yeah, Zoya, Zoya, I have it. I know it's amazing. But you need to have the modular mentality, I feel, to mm. to to use it. And I never dig too much because it's a lot of uh, menu diving, a lot of placing. But once you, I downloaded some some patch from the Zoya patch storage, and some people do incredible stuff with it. So it can be useful to just have it, download the patch you need, and have a never-ending surprising pedal because if you need a delay somebody will have prepared some delay patch that you can reuse so in that way it's cool if you want to create all of those patches to me it's a in a small tiny monitor like that it's it's a lot of work so Mm. it's not my favorite i love the other impress stuff i have the ecosystem and the reverb and they are both very beautiful sounding pedal Yeah, I I like to make chains uh, for everything, you know. Like uh, some sometimes it's a combination of pedals and and Eurorack modules, and just make really long routings, and then just tweak the dry wets, and and just create like a yeah, like a, it's basically a sound design type thing, you know. Um, uh, and you know the latest ones that I really like are the Auto Machine ones. Yeah, know, the, which one? Yeah, the, I've got the boom and the I don't know the red one and the blue one. <laughs> the, the red one is the boom, and I have it too. It's at my end of my uh, after my octa track, and I think okay. it's a brilliant pedal. The compression, yeah. the distortion, and the fact that you can uh, do a parallel kind of a, yeah, uh, there's a dry wet. Yeah. Is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I love it, and and uh, usually I got got things going through some reverb, the herb verb or something, or some effects, and then uh, have the the compression really, really in a very extreme setting, so you get all the tails like flying around and stuff like that. You know, it's beautiful. 
It's amazing. Yeah, the blue is the BIM. That's right. Yeah. Uh, that's I only got the red one, but I love it. It's, yeah, it's, it's a, a boom. It's, yeah. Yeah. What about you? Other other pedals, uh, Andreas? Any any favorite? Uh, yeah, amazing I, things. I also like the uh, like the ecosystem and the uh, reverb from Empress. Uh, apart from that, yeah, Chase Bliss. Uh, I have Chase most of the Chase Bliss stuff as well. Um, and I recently just pur purchased the um, Mod Duo X. Have you seen? Oh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. But it's I have the one that has a, a multi effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you ah, can, that one is amazing. How is it? I've only had it for like two weeks or so, and I've been busy doing other stuff. So uh, I've only been, you know, browsing presets and stuff like that. Uh, but it seems to be really, really great since you can assign like, you know, different LFOs or sequencers or whatever to various parameters. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's a pitch shifter, it's a delay, it's a distortion unit, it's a granular. It's a chameleon. It's a chameleon. You can basically yeah, make yeah. any any chain. Uh, have you, uh, I, I mean, the, there, there's a way to get you max patches run on, run on the oh, on the oh, I didn't on know devices. That. Yeah. Oh, wow. Shit. Um, yeah, I got one too, and uh, like you, I haven't fully explored it, but it's uh, <laughs> something I want to try. <laughs> yeah, I think I've had it for like two weeks, but yeah, I've been busy with with the three or threes instead. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Um, and Nadia is a Strymon person, right? You're the Strymon yeah. person. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like Strymon person. I actually never. Well, when I'm in other studios, I'm using like different effects, but I'm never. I'm I'm using mainly the Strymon. Um, yeah, I, I'm just a fan. I think it sounds really rich to me, um, and yeah, I just I just like the way it works. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm never I still have need that period in my life that I'm fully like diving in all the effects and all the uh, pedals and stuff, and I never I'm all only focus on synths and sci-fi sounds <laughs> that I'm like, maybe it will be my next chapter that I'm more into that. But um, yeah, it makes this, yeah, every sound so much more complete, so. Yeah, um, they're asking which one you were talking about, Andreas, it's the- Yeah, Mod Geo X. Yeah, yeah. Mod devices, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm new. I'm writing all the time notes here. <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. While you're writing it down, I, I have a question for all of you, um, uh, which is always an interesting one to get a conversation going. Um, what do you do when you get stuck? Hmm. Run away. No. <laughs> 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 Uh, uh, I can start. Uh, I find out that uh, for me, because I guess each one has its own different things. Some people say just take a pause, we'll take a walk, uh, run, uh, uh, think about something else. Uh, to me, when I decided uh, since last year, when I become serious, serious on electronic music, uh, that every single day I will spend at least three hours in my studio, no matter what, it really worked out. And uh, yeah. it feels that uh, uh, when you are stuck, 
it's just like it means that maybe what you will produce eventually is not going to be good that day. But I also found out that uh, uh, having a sort of a religious approach on what you're doing, like a marshal, like I'm going to be here and these three hours to whatever it can be, is going to be uh, devoted to the studio, that's have to happen. And, uh, and since that change of mind, uh, I never been really stuck. I always had good time. And of course, there's days that you don't produce anything and days that instead of playing instrument, you learn and you re read manual, but don't say because I never say I read manual. Yeah. <laughs> or you watch video or, or, or you, you do something related to the, to music. Uh, and so since that, uh, since this kind of approach, I never been stuck. Uh, I, I feel it's 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 a practice, it's a daily practice that become part of your daily routine and daily life. I can't afford still to do this uh, full time because I have uh, my other uh, job, the photography. So it's both. The morning is for photography, and the afternoon is for music and and. I managed so far to be very happy with this balance and I feel mm -hmm. very, very, um, very focused and very balanced as I never been. It's uh, so great. <laughs> yeah, I'm totally with you, man. If you just spend time, uh, uh, if you if you just carve out the time on a regular basis to to work on it, on something in the studio, um, you know, stuff will happen automatically. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll happen, you know, because you're just... Uh, and, and like you said, it, 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 yeah, the things that are coming out of it might not be to your liking every time, but still you are doing something and maybe you're, you're building a library or um, preparing stuff in other ways or finding out things that you, that you wanted to try out yeah. for some time. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, absolutely, if you, if you dedicate time to it, uh, it's the best way to stay productive. Yeah, it's yeah. it's that I don't mean that like there's days that uh, we live. Uh, I live me and my wife in this studio. It's not big. It's big. It's New York is Brooklyn size, and there's day that I am like a, a, a baby whining all day. And many time I come <laughs> like I wanna fucking stop doing music. It has no sense. Everything I do sucks. And my wife sometimes really want to kill me. Uh, that's been very close <laughs> many times. But it, I think it's it's what you have to embrace as a human being. It's like I know many people that are successful in what they do, and every every one of them has always this moment where like everything sucks. I'm no good. I'm an imposter. I should be better. The other are better than me. So it's going through these phases that and. and actually learn how to deal with that that eventually will get you keep producing and make better stuff so it's it's just embracing the fact that you can't be at 100 percent every single day but if you put your time then something will come out for sure and then that's yeah and and if and even if it's 100 percent uh one day uh if you change perspective or listen back to it afterwards, um, you still think it's you can improve things. So it's never finished. Something it's, there's always the moment where you have to just draw the line and move on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. What about you, uh, Andreas? What do you have any productivity uh, routines? Um, you just th you just go to the studio and do whatever and 
right? I, I go As there every day. Uh, I go there every day in the in the morning, and, and I stay until the evening. But uh, if I have a deadline that I really need to finish, uh, I usually do something completely different, uh, which is most of the time not a good way but uh, i mean as soon as i really have to do something it starts to feel like yeah like work and i don't like that so if i need to finish a techno track mm -hmm. i go to my like the modular wall and i make ambient instead uh, and i do that all the time which means i end up having an, a decent ambient track instead and then i have to go back to the uh, like because in the studio, I have one wall that is like more or less the techno side and one that is the more uh, the ambient side or whatever. Mm. Uh, and after, you know, spending half a day in the ambient section, I'm like, oh, I really need to finish the techno track now. So I go back and I feel a bit, oh, fuck, uh, I need to do mm. this now. Mm. If I finish this now, I can go back to having fun over here <laughs> so i'm like okay so i finish it and like, okay i send it so um, it's it's really about you know fooling yourself like yeah uh, tricking your own mind like um same thing like as soon as i'm demonstrating something uh, for someone like okay with the cyclone you can do this uh try this one try this one and all of a sudden you have a track because mm. you don't put your mind to it uh, you, you're not mm. like forcing yourself to to do a track instead of just having fun and that's for me that's the the main i mean it's the main reason why i make music it's because it's so much fun and um, if it's not fun mm, i want to do something else there's a, a question again for andreas oh. from benjamin he asks what is the techno oh, yeah, section yeah. look the like techno section it's um let me see i guess the the circlon is the um it's the main piece. Oh, um, let's talk Circlon. Yeah, I see that you, I've seen it before, that you have it as well. So, but uh, the Circlon, uh, and then I have um, the uh, Syncussion, two channel like percussion oh, sequencer, and the 808 and the 909, 303s, 22, 101, uh, analog rhythm, analog 4. Uh, oh, and the EMS synth um, and is that on the techno side? Yeah, yeah, it is. For, oh, wow. for some reason, for some reason, yeah, <laughs> for some reason, yeah. Uh, it used to be on the modular side with the, uh, yeah, with the Eurorack and the ARP two thousand six hundred. Okay, well, that. that's interesting. Tell tell me how how do you use the synthy for techno? Because um, I mean, I, I've I've owned one for I don't know thirty years, and yes. uh, I've tried it in you know in that sound, but. Um, I always end up doing like really spaced out uh, stuff with it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, exactly. I mean, Thanks, man. <laughs> right. Actually, it was writing a, a friend. <laughs> <laughs> what What did he write? I was no. Somebody tagged me in the, that he was Keep watching. Keep writing, Nadja. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I'm now writing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> now, for me, like the uh, the EMS synth, it's it's really hard to make tonal stuff with it. So it's it's great for percussion and like really weird, triggering techno stuff. Um, so, but I, I haven't had it for thirty years. I've had it for maybe four years. Oh, like okay. I, I sold uh, my MS fifty. I sold one of my nine oh nines. One of and my your house. <laughs> and, yeah, and the SP twelve hundred. And like, ah, oh, I still had to spend 
quite a few euros as well before getting it because uh, it's so expensive nowadays. So. Yeah, but I've wanted it since forever. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I was lucky. I got it for really cheap uh, back in the day. But yeah, thirty years uh, ago. Yeah, yeah, and and um, uh, I don't think anybody knew about it then. Uh, so it was just uh, I just found one and, and yeah and got it and I was I'm still happy with it. It's amazing. But uh, I, I'm wondering. So how how do you get um, the thing to do structured sounds then? Because um, I mean, I, I do. I have the I have this oh. modification thing for it, which uh, allows you to send CV to both oscillators into the uh, trapezoid, like the oh, yeah. envelope. Yeah. Uh, so you can, I, and that way, I can kind of uh, you know do melodic things with uh, with it. You know, I don't have the keyboard actually. I just have the oh, no, uh, external mean. input. Yeah. Same here. Um, so so that's that's a way to kind of do. Um, things that are more structured than just drones basically yeah, uh, but yeah. still it doesn't it doesn't for me it doesn't uh suggest i should use it to do you know techno stuff because in in my mind that's all more way more stabby and and uh, you know rhythmical yeah i think with the ring modulator everything sounds like techno i think <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah you know what that's that's one thing uh, that i uh, i did once is uh, used uh, the a input of the ring modulator uh, for a 909 and the, and the B with an 808 and if you cross oh. if you cross modulate those two drum machines it's amazing especially if, if you have them on on different pattern sizes so they you know they tr they uh, sort of pattern lengths or yeah 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 yeah, oh. yeah you can get amazing amazing percussion sounds from it but that's not really using this yeah it's using the synthy as an effect box i guess yeah. not really as a yeah okay in that sense it could, it could work yeah for sure <laughs> but uh yeah i was just thinking about the oscillators which are basically yeah just very droney and noisy and um fat <laughs> yeah yeah perfect for techno <laughs> yeah actually actually that's true yeah um yeah uh what else oh yeah yeah circle so how do you use the circle is that that like the heart of your sequencer uh sorry studio the heart of your studio like with the techno stuff it is but uh right. actually um, as you know the uh circle also has a um, polyphonic side yeah which i've never actually even used um mm -hmm. i've only used the monophonic patches and also triggering um my, my node drum too from the circle but apart from that, it's it's a, like one channel is for the 101, one is for the Eurorack, two for the syncussions, uh, uh, and then um, the Evolver. So it's it's really yeah, just simple monophonic stuff. But so you have the, the CV breakout box. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think mine is from the uh, second batch. So I got it ten years ago, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but I yeah. I borrowed it for uh, to a Swedish manufacturer for two years, so I got it back like a year ago. So uh, I'm sort of rusty with it. Uh, mm -hmm. I've been using the um, social em entropy uh, engine a lot uh, instead, but now I'm slowly getting back into the uh, circle again. So yeah. I, I got it with the idea to make it uh, the heart of the entire studio, but it never yeah. made it that far. It's still it's it's a part of the the jam setup I've got set up right now. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm 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 using it uh, basically one pattern at a time. Very simple. But the cool thing about it uh, with the the sort of stuff I'm doing, uh, 
now is that uh, you know in real time you can change a pattern from something very structured to something which is completely all over the place and uh, and you know doing all kinds of exotic stuff and never repeats itself and especially when you start using the auxes and stuff it's it's oh yeah, yeah 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 the circle is one of those uh, instruments that i take a four-hour bath and just watch yeah. youtube <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then i go to the studio and i try to remember what i've seen so <laughs> yeah yeah it's kind of um it's it's sort of similar to the octatrack but it's i think there's a few more layers to it you know if you oh, use yeah. The, oh yeah 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 the octatrack is more simple i think actually yeah somebody asked me well, if i yeah. used a circling with the bookla and yes i do it's uh, so easy like the the circling and actually the analog four is my main if i want to trigger my bookla or even play melodies with the bookla uh, that's my main weapons because it's so simple to set up i mean it, it doesn't only have the the usual you know one volt per octave or whatever uh, so um, both the uh, the circling and the uh, electron analog four is what I use if I if I'm not using the it, like the um, actual bookla sequencers. So mm. it's good. Split Redix is asking if you use the uh, aux events on the circling. Um, depending on which ones, uh, I mean, I know there's one where you can have one one channel playing the other channel, right? That you can affect, which I've never managed to do. Like one channel is affecting the other channel. I haven't done that. Um, do you do that, Jochen? Um Yeah, but I think that there's a whole list of stuff you can make it do. And, and yeah. uh, uh, you know, the f of course, the first thing you try is try, try them all. <laughs> And uh, and see where you end up. Um, and I I did one sort of ambient track with it, where there were even uh, there was randomization on the on the tempo on from on each step. You know, on each oh. note you can change the tempo and stuff like that. So, and uh, yeah, there's so many things you can do with it. You can, like I said, you know, even with one pattern, you can go from a simple two-note thing to like a whole orchestra in uh, yeah, in, yeah. in a few steps. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, that's basically the the whole uh, <laughs> the whole reason why I wanted to get one, you know. Uh, oh, okay. So Split Redict is going to do a video. Here we go. Ah, nice, Let's nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do nice it now one. while we're sitting here. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. What else? Okay, we we're almost talking for two hours, people. We'd, I mean, we can talk more, but uh, don't want to. Keep your days. Uh, gonna, don't wanna... We didn't. Uh, we didn't hear from Nadia when she's stuck. Ah, of course. Well, Nadia. I was running away. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Nadia, enlighten us with some uh, productivity strategies. Okay, this is now. I will try not to make it too deep, <laughs> but. Um, I do feel like it has to do with like what in what Andreas was telling like your mind is actually interfering with your creativity um so you have to break through and i feel like indeed just work on another project or just uh random put some notes in and just play with it so you get inspiration from yourself again um so that's mo mainly what i'm doing but like a lot of times i just put the pressure off of myself to not 
um, uh, how do you say that? Expect anything. Like, just don't expect anything because when you do that, then you already tell yourself, like, oh, I need to have that or I need mm. to make five tracks or, you know, but that's from who do you need that? You know, you need to do that from yourself, but it makes no sense. So if you just leave the expectations and, and that stuff, and even you, you just like run away, you know, you walk around or something and you come back, then it's like, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's a, being stuck is an illusion, basically. Mm. Well, you have been deep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it is, yeah, it's, it's all about your, your controlling your mind. Yeah, it's very true. I mean, the, the people that uh, sometimes ask the question, you know, or they they have trouble uh, finishing something. Uh, their st only strategy is to just keep going on that one track or that one problem, and yeah. and and of course, if you get stuck at some point or if you if you don't feel it at a at, at a certain moment, uh, that's not your only option. You know, you can do any, you can do anything rather than just keep on going and um, trying to polish the turd. You know, <laughs> I mean, if if it if it's not working, just leave it. You know, it's fuck yes. it, just bin it, bin it, start something else. I mean, there's nothing as time consuming as as trying to polish something and and which you are not really feeling, and you can insert a hundred plugins on something and and still don't get where you want. You know, so the the best way just to do it is to you know open a new arrangement start something fresh because that's way quicker you know the yeah. the usually when you start something uh things come together in a matter of probably you know it can be minutes even you know and if if it doesn't it doesn't go anywhere in half an hour or an hour you know uh, it's better to just uh erase and and start over yeah. than than to try to uh, you know, keep going in that one singular direction all the time. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's all, start start over. <laughs> yeah, it's actually already great that you put your time and effort in to make music, right? So that should be already the goal. Yeah. And then what comes out is just like ah, win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, uh, oh no, no, we we've started a bit later, right? We didn't start at um, at nine. Yeah. Anyway, screwed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, and at the end of the uh, uh, chat, we usually give everybody an opportunity to talk about their upcoming stuff and the stuff they want to uh, make people aware of. So, why don't we start with uh, uh, Aura and and see what you have coming up? Anything you want to promote? Your channels, any releases? Uh, so yeah, I just well, I, I have a album release, uh, Vento that is a uh, um, ambient, just came out digitally. Uh, I, if you can reach me on my Instagram, is where I'm more uh, active. So it's my portal to anything else. It's Aura Music. Uh, there's uh, three albums coming this year that I work called the past year that I'm very proud of and like two ambient things and one techno more intense. I just working with the labels to us. So still, I can't still talk about it, but there's going to be a lot of stuff coming. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited about the future. 
cool. Yeah, and I would definitely encourage people to have a look at your Instagram and your YouTube yes. channel because you your videos are uh, are very interesting and definitely worth, worth watching. Uh, I need more. I need new headphones. So yes, if you want to support me, buy stuff on Bandcamp, and uh, those are expensive one. And now it's like I'm done. I'm done. I can't do music anymore. But yeah, Instagram. It's like uh, I try every day to put stuff uh, and. Uh, and it's mostly it's just exercise and it's my way to relate with my audience and my people. It's a more of a community that we have there and it grow up very fast. And it's uh, it's it's great because I, I keep in touch with almost everybody. And uh, there's a lot of ideas and, and stuff coming there. And, and yeah, it's a beautiful place to be in touch with other musician or a synth lover or whatever. So, yeah, find me there. I'll, I'll be there. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, definitely we'll we'll check it out. Uh Andreas, anything from you we can um, look forward to? Uh, not really because I put out an album 2 days ago. So Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, we talk about that then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um it's I recorded it a year ago uh and it's been yeah, delayed, delayed, delayed. Uh apparently there's this pandemic um uh, <laughs> So I got the um, the vinyls like two two weeks ago, um, and uh, it's my third TM44 album. And I know every artist always say that the uh, the new one is the best, but I really do think it this time. Like um, it's like yeah. if oh, I had to still, like range my three 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 uh, my three four or four albums, um, the new one is the best. The first one is the second best, and the second album is the second best no the third best <laughs> so um that one is out since two days ago uh i know that clone has it uh, i'm not sure if uh, mm. other record stores has gotten it already but uh, yeah and obviously i don't have any shows just like everyone else um, i'm gonna do a like a sort of big uh like concert or live set uh, in a Swedish uh, ancient um, club in early March that is going to be live broadcast. Uh, an and apart ancient from club? It's really from like, you know... Viking like, club. <laughs> more, uh, what do you say? Like the, uh, uh, it's not really where like techno music is happening. It's more for like, you know, yeah, uh, the greater art. <laughs> but I mean, every venue needs something to broadcast nowadays. So I got the opportunity to to be there. So. <laughs> okay, great. So you're gonna look. You you're gonna uh, disassemble your studio and and, uh, and and do a live set there. Oh, awesome. yeah, yeah, nice one. I think so, yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. Cool, uh, Nadia. <laughs> you have an album coming out as well, right? So yes. Where can um, people find it? Well, it will be probably released in May, but today or tomorrow? No, tomorrow for me today, but for you guys tomorrow. <laughs> um, there is already the EP that is actually upfront the album that comes out. It will be announced. Um, so it's ambient sci-fi. Um, of course. <laughs> um, so it's really soundtracky, and yeah, I can't wait to share this. Um, and what else? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna stream every day 
So I'm going to be on my Twitch and I'm going to stream music and everything. And just, I really miss the connection with people. Also because we can't play, I think. And I think uh, this is how I like to maintain and hopefully doing something with Aura. <laughs> so, um, and um, yeah, so um, yeah, there will be some nice things that come up as well with the streams. So. So, so what is the what are the streams about? Is it just you talking about music, or are you actually doing tutorials? Um, what, what can I'm we expect do, there? Um, I'm gonna try out new plugins and hardware and stuff. So it's actually indeed learning with Nadia. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um, also, I'm gonna make everyday a track because I'm pretty quick in creating tracks with Ableton and stuff. So I'm gonna just create new tracks, and uh, for questions, you can just ask me. But I'm also gonna do live events, uh, which I will stream as well to introduce some younger um, artists that actually don't have a place and spot right now because, yeah, you know, it's just all gone and they don't have anything anymore. So yeah, I want to help. Mainly, I want to help people. That's my intention. So yeah. Awesome. Sounds great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Where's coming from you, yeah. Speedy? Uh, actually, uh, there's a few things. Uh, first of all, on this Saturday, I'll be playing with my friend Colin Benders. Uh, mm. He's doing this 32-hour uh, stream uh, on his channels, <laughs> and he's invited uh, uh, a really large amount of people that are all going to be dropping into the stream and. Uh, bring their gear and connect up to him and whatever you know so it's going to be a gigantic uh, uh, thing to organize i guess but uh, wow. yeah it's called uh, it's called andermau it will be recorded in uh, tivoli vredenburg and it's going to be live on on all his channels and i'm just i, I think it starts on friday night but uh, i'm gonna drop in on saturday afternoon and uh uh, yeah, just see what happens. I mean, I've played with Colin a few times before, and uh, it's always it's always a lot of fun. Uh, but we never know what we can where we end up, you know. So it's one time it can be, uh, you know, experimental, jazzy, crazy shit, and otherwise, as other times it's uh, a four to the floor or even you know high speed chabber. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, you know, it's just going going in in. We're switching territories very quickly all the time, so it's we'll we'll see where we where we go, but it's uh, it should be fun. Uh, so that's one that you can keep an eye out for, and uh then sunday maybe should we spill sunday i don't know uh yeah sunday there will be another uh stay home sound system with one uh remote guest uh who is part of the stream right now <laughs> let's keep it like that okay right <laughs> we'll announce it on uh, on saturday or maybe yeah we'll we'll do a little test tomorrow and then uh, i'm really looking forward to that one that should be good uh, and plus, uh, for people who don't know, we have uh, a Nob Twiddlers Hangout Discord server where we connect with uh, people outside of the stream. So it's, you know, if you can't get enough talking about gear and making music and strategies to be productive, uh, whatever, you know, then uh, have a look there. It's a really nice community. I'm learning new stuff every day. Uh, and it's, it's a really nice uh, place to hang out if you're interested in this subject um yeah i think that's about it uh and yeah of course we have a patreon page where we um uh, give away sound packs and um 
stuff that is generated in the lab and otherwise would be binned or uh, shelved and, and we give it away to the people who are uh, supporting this project. So yeah, that's pretty much what's coming from me in the short term. Uh, yeah, so unless anybody has any urgent things to drop. Drop it like it's hot. Yeah, <laughs> this is your chance. This is your chance. <laughs> No, nothing. No. Okay. No. Well, then I, I will thank. I then I thank everybody who um, who was who was watching this on Twitch, on YouTube, and uh, who will later be listening to the podcast because this is also an audio podcast um, as well, which will come out straight after this one, after the stream. And uh, so thanks, uh, Aura. Really nice to seeing you in the thanks, thanks on the stream. Me. It was very nice to have you. Absolutely. And Andreas, thanks a lot. Thank you. Hopefully, if we ever do this again, uh, you can join us from your studio because uh, oh, yeah, yeah. the spaceship is uh, <laughs> is very impressive. <laughs> Next time. Yeah. And uh, Nadia, thanks. I'll see you there on Twitch, I guess. Yes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> thanks for inviting. Okay. All right, everybody. Thanks again. And see you next time. Ciao, ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Joe, 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 Joe,